and welcome to another episode of the Roach Coach Podcast, the journey to create the new metal canon. My name is Lauren Kozlowski. With me, as always, the original Roach Rider, Mr. Matt Nas. Keep it rolling, baby. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, back with you back for another episode of Roach Coach, creating this new metal canon one album at a time. This week, we have two big returns to the show. First, we are talking about a band we have not talked about, Matt, in, I want to say, at least... 320 episodes it's been a very <laughs> long time since we talked about the boys and papa roach hey all good things to those who wait <laughs> that's right and so we're talking today about their third major label album fourth album overall getting away with murder and the only person we can think to have back on is our good friend and hollywood undead aficionado ashley woolsey ashley Welcome back to the coach. Hi, hello. Thank you. Good to be back. Yay! Yes. Yeah, we love it. So, so Ashley, what's your life been like since being on the coach? Are you approached in the street now? Did you get the roach coach bump? Did you get the roach coach bump? Oh, life changing. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> tens and tens and tens of followers. Just yeah. I was really happy to see that no one was mean on any of the social media about my episode. I was a little nervous, but everyone was super nice. There you go. That's right. We are the home of respectful disagreement. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. You got a little bit of pushback from Jenny about your Macho Man take, but that was that, that was, was expected. Yeah. There you go. Well, welcome back. We're having you back because you did mention that Papa Roach Getting Away With Murder, another big album for you in that early 2000s period of your life. Yes, this was very um, much the soundtrack of my eighth grade, freshman year of high school, getting into my, you know, sophomore year, getting my driver's license, like that era of my life is really what this album really brought me back to whenever I re-listened to it. <laughs> okay, beautiful. All right, well, we, we, let's, let's dive into this record. Papa Roach, Getting Away With Murder. This album was released august 31st 2004 whoa that is a that is a come down record it is a come down record and this was uh yeah the follow-up to 2002's love hate tragedy a record i love incredibly like i love it so much you can go back to that episode and and hear matt and jenny basically be like you sure <laughs> this, this one this, this yeah um okay yeah um reading from the wikipedia the notation here is this album was a departure from the band's previous works showcasing an alternative rock and hard rock sound instead of a new metal and rap metal sound and it features no rapping and only singing and when asked why they didn't rap anymore jacoby Sadik said he was tired of rapping good reason that is a, I mean, that's when it's time to hang it up. You know, when it comes to rapping, I was through with it before y'all knew what to do with it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I yeah. feel like it would be a really difficult to remember everything. A lot of endurance required. I get it. I'd be tired of it, too. Oh, can you imagine <laughs> your, your most deaf or like a very verbose rapper? I'm trying to think of who, well, who is like the most verbose rapper that you can think of? MF Doom? You imagine, no wonder he didn't show up to any shows. He's like, I have to remember that. No, thank you. Well, there was an interview with Lil Wayne recently, and someone asked him about like his prime The littlest era. Wayne. <laughs> and he said he uh, he has no memory of it. He's like, he's like, yeah, he, I, like he, he's like, I can rap as 
dude, I can rap forever. He's like, but remembering these songs, he's like, I can't do it. Like, <laughs> it, after a certain point, they're gone. And he has to go back and re-listen to them yeah. in order to do it. If somebody's like, I really need to hear Lollipop right now, he has to go like, give me a minute. Yeah, he's got to like Google himself, Little Wayne Lollipop. All of Little Wayne's search terms are himself and his own songs. He's like, um, Millie lyrics. <laughs> Ah, shit. He's sitting there and he's uh, like, okay. uh, I'm a millionaire. I'm a young money million. What was the cadence? I'm a, like a menstrual bleed. I'm a. Uh, uh, now you got loose bowels. Oh, all right. Now I've got it. <laughs> he's got it. Yep. Little Wayne sitting there being like, wow, I was, I was really nailing it here. Ooh. I will tell you. Mm-hmm. I will tell you for nothing. <laughs> yes, man. How much I love. And this has come back on the show the Carter Three era, Lil mm-hmm. Wayne. Oh, yeah. Classic. It's undeniable. Era. Anybody who denies that era of Lil Wayne, the littlest way, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> is needs help. Uh, or they hate hip hop, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah. you, you say you, you like hip hop, and you're like, I don't know, the drought wasn't that good. I'm gonna be like, I I don't know how how how, how do I help you? I don't know how to help those people. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So Ashley, you said so. This was the the soundtrack of your eighth grade into high school era. I know when you were on before, you had he had some wild stories relating. Do you have any wild stories in regards to this album? Um, not really any wild stories. It reminds me a lot, like I said, of just like getting my driver's license. This was very like prime, angsty years, emo mm. Ashley, you know, vibe where I used to go to this coffee shop in Evansville called Wired, and they had a basement that they'd have like shows in and stuff so that was like the scene that i was mm. i was in but how many I, coffee shops thought they were like we've got it we're called wired yeah and they, it was early MySpace coffee days. shop and internet cafe exactly like, early myspace days so they had computers in the back so i could go and like check my myspace and none of my like normal school friends or whatever really were into that so i had other friends that I like met there and there was this girl I went to like camp with that was into that scene so I had like a whole set of friends that I only saw very specifically at like this one coffee shop every like couple of weeks or whatever well Ashley I can tell you for certain that nothing spells cool like a beige Dell (laughs) (laughs) beautiful um Matt 2004 oh what a year what, what were you doing buddy I got to tell you, 2004, if I'm correct, I am into my second and third classes of improv. So the bug is hit. Mm-hmm. Nothing else matters. Mm. I am working. Um, I am working a- as a operator for OnStar. So I'm giving directions during the day, doing improv at night, doing the be- working Tuesday through Sunday, 2 p.m. to 11. Oh. I was where I was working the day destroyer shift. <laughs> it was a real, real hot time in Matt Moss's life. So um, I did a little digging, and I found that I have actual live journal posts about this entire era. <laughs> this shit was hard to read, you guys. It was real tough. But basically, at this time period, I'm enrolled in broadcasting school, but it does not start until February of '05. So I'm saving money working basically all of my posts are about how like i don't have any money <laughs> and I'm, I'm i'm hoping to buy a cd soon <laughs> and literally have like day after day posts of like 
oh man, this new Bjork's coming out and the new Papa Roach is coming out. I really want to get it, but I, I'm going to broadcasting school. I got to save my money. And then like two days later, September 3rd, 2004, the post is, all right, I bought that CD and I bought Bjork uh, Medulla and I bought Mark Lanigan Band's Bubblegum. Last big purchases until broadcasting school. I got to save my money. Big shopping spree. I hope oh. you were able to eat that week. Oh, right. Well, <laughs> I was looking, I was like, I, clearly I had no other bills. I was living with my parents. So yeah, this is, yeah. So um, I have some, I have two reviews I wrote of this album. One I wrote basically um, the day after I bought it. And then one I wrote on my end of the year list, the end of the year 2004. So this is what I said about this album one day after hearing it. Papa Roach's Getting Away With a Murder is a pretty good rock album. They certainly bring it here, especially on the title track. It lacks the immediacy of Love Hate Tragedy, but maintains the energy. Love Hate Tragedy's theme seemed to be aggression, while Getting Away With Murder seems more about catharsis. I love good rock. <laughs> yeah. So Sounds like you were really preparing to be like a music journalist. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> really was really thinking through. Yeah, this is, this is two, two, yeah, I'm 22, I think, when I wrote this. Um, then I did my best of the year list at the end of the 22? year. 22, really? I was 22. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I was in, in 2004 in 7th or 8th grade. There you go. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, this is this is the summer after I graduated college, and I was like, what am I going to do? And I guess I guess I'll go back to school to do something else. <laughs> so on my best of the year list at the end of the year, this was my ninth best album of the year of a list that was 26 albums long because I was a wild man. Mm-hmm. This is what I said about it at the end of the year after after basically living with it from September to December. God, this one just purely rocks and rocks and rocks and rocks. And then it rocks some more. So you take a break, go downstairs, get something to drink, slow sip. Okay, back to it. Rock (laughs) fucking rules. That's what I said about that. Um, Just for some context of uh, what else was on that list from 2004. My number one album was Arcade Fire's Funeral, Eagles of Death Metal, Peace Love of Death Metal, The Streets, A Grand Don't Come for Free, AC Newman, The Slow Wonder, Kanye, The College Dropout, Lost Prophet, Start Something, The Killer's Hot Fuss, Yeah, Modest Mouse, Good News for People Who Love Bad News. Oh, I also love that album so much. That's a great one. And uh, Papa Roach at nine, Franz Ferdinand self-titled at ten. And just so how out of my mind I was, all the way down, Matt, at where is it? At twenty, Death Room above nineteen seventy nine. Your own machine. Yeah, I don't know because now that's like over number one. It's number one, number one for like ever. Yeah. So that's what was going on with me. Also, uh, Slipknot Volume Two Subliminal Verses was eighteen. Interpol Antics at 17. I probably bumped that one up now, too. Anyway, so that's what's going on with me. That's going on with all of us in 2004. So I do have a physical copy here. And this is honestly, yeah, the, from that era, I, I know the exact date I bought it from Best Buy. 
Now, Ashley, you did not have a physical copy. You had a burned copy. I mean, it's technically a physical. It is a physical copy. <laughs> just you, not a real one. Yeah. Since, you know, I was young and did not have a job at the time, the only time I would get CDs was uh, for my birthday or Christmas. Mm. But we were frequenters of the local public library. So I have a whole bunch of CDs from that time that are just burned copies from the library. And I found uh, this one and I sent a picture of it to Lauren. Yes, yeah, so, so you I actually found it. your eighth grade copy. Yep. That's amazing. <laughs> so um, this uh, these liner notes here, um, pretty graphic. We've got a, uh, a human heart attached to some bird wings on the front here. We've got a bloody handprint on the CD itself. On the back, you've got a picture of the band. They are looking very serious and moody. They're all around a table in what looks to be some sort of warehouse, like they're plotting something. What are they plotting? Based off my reviews, they're plotting to rock. <laughs> this also, everyone looks, I'd say, very eyeliner heavy um, in this era. And it does feel like they coordinated their hair. Like everyone was like, we're going to go very dark here. We're going to go very gelled. It's going to be crunchy. This is that era of crunchy gel. I definitely think I had crunchy gel hair. This is the era that I really remember um, Jacoby Shaddix looking. Like when I see him, like now, like he'll pop up on my For You page every once in a while. And it's kind of a bit of a jump scare because it's so different than what he mm. used to look like. And in my mind, he is forever like in this era. Yeah. So, yeah, I watched all the videos for this album. And yeah, he's uh, he's a uh, he's basically this was I'd say like his prime pretty boy era. He definitely, Ooh. yeah, he's a cutie patootie in this era, I'll tell you. Because um, he's he's slimmed down a little bit and he's dressing, yeah, I, I, yeah, there's, this is also like an accoutrement era, like wallet chains, um, mm -hmm. that whole look. I think he's wearing a hoodie in one video that like has like a bunch of graphics on it that also feels very of that like Von Dutch, Ed, early Ed Hardy, because Ed Hardy's a couple years later, right? Yeah, I think so. And... Big news, Ed Hardy, it's coming back. I saw it in a store the oh, other no. day. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. No, yeah. no, 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 Yeah, no, no. it was in Urban Outfitters the other day, so wow. it's coming back. Ed Hardy, wow. <laughs> Man. God, that was terrible. Uh, I used to be a fan. I had like a backpack. Really? Like, yeah, yeah. You, you were know. a big Ed Hardy girl. Yeah, well, you know, edgy, so. Okay. <laughs> did you did you rock trucker hats? Did you? Oh, no, I look terrible in hats. I have to just avoid them. <laughs> Yeah, I never did uh, a real trucker hat thing. When I was in college, though, we had those fitted hats, and um, I all my roommates would have the fitted hats, and so I got a fitted hat, but my head was too big for whatever they had, and so I couldn't wear them for a long time because then I'd get a headache. <laughs> but there's all these pictures of me from like parties in college where I'm wearing this like fitted hat, and I know that it's just like <laughs> squeezing my head off. Um, but yeah, I was never really... Yeah, I don't really think I have any like trucker ever had any like trucker hats of anything like that um i think i had like a trucker style hat that had like wolverine on it when i was in like middle school or high school or something like that which you know every time i wore that everyone was like who's this cool guy you know? <laughs> uh, this era i think also was when they were trying to i don't know maybe pushed for him to become like i don't know more of a star more of like well-known because i do remember on like vh1 or something he hosted a show that was one of those countdowns that's like the 100 greatest moments in rock or something mm -hmm. like that and i remember watching that because i was obsessed with this album and obsessed with him at this time so anything he did i watched there you go 
Where Jacoby goes, you follow. Okay. I do not know how much I paid for this, but I got it from Best Buy in 2004, so it's probably eight ninety nine or less. I got to believe I got it. I got it as a lost leader going out the door. I also, I bought it. My mother sent me to the store to buy a digital camera for her. That was the other thing that was in the, that was in the live journal post about this. Um, I, I read a couple of the live journal posts around this and I wanted to basically just delete the entire account, but I know I'd regret it if I did. So it's, it's there, but I'm certainly not going to link to it. All right. So that is the album. Uh, yeah. Album art. Um, there's a few thank yous in here. Um, I will say this font, this font is so tiny. Yeah, but at least it's a light background and mm-hmm. black font and yeah. not like the gray on gray yeah, that's that true. you see. Yeah, um, they do that thing where some stuff is, uh, some lyrics are italicized, lowercase, and then they just get gigantically all caps for, I mean, I don't, is that the choruses that they do all caps? Yeah, I think the okay. choruses are yeah. in all caps. Yeah, all caps. Um, <laughs> Got up. I mean, that's a rule now. Yeah. Chorus, all caps. This is the part we sing together. (laughs) I did want to talk about a few of the thank yous. They do have thank yous from the band as a whole and then all the members. The band as a whole does thank a litany of other bands, including, I'll just run through this, Will I Am and Black Eyed Peas, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Pharrell and N.E.R.D., Korn, Eminem and D12, Paul Rosenberg, Exhibit, Hate Breed, Fight the Sky, POD, Blindside, Lit, Alien Ant Farm, Still Life Projector, Die Trying, Hoobastank, Past and Present Crew, Lincoln Park, Hell is for Heroes, 100 Reasons, Lost Profits Again, Sparta, Nonpoint, Daisy at Von Dutch. So she must have been their, their, hook, their hat hookup. <laughs> you um, gotta have a hat hookup. Gotta. <laughs> Uh, Slipknot, AFI, Green Day, The Kick, Jay Baumgartner gets thanked in there. Everyone at MTV. Is this just general thank you or does it thank you for anything specific so, or is it just like thanks for existing? So then if you get into the personal ones, my favorite was this one from Dave who said, all the fans who have waited so patiently for this album, Getting Away With Murder. This album only came out two years after the other one. That's like a standard album cycle. <laughs> Especially back then. Now albums, I feel like like every year you're kind of expected to have an album, but not at that time. Yeah. You could take a couple of years. Two years is pretty standard. So I, that one was... Right. And, and there's a couple comments in songmeanings.com where people are like, they took a long time. I'm like, no, they didn't. <laughs> this is standard operating procedure. <laughs> you well, are now impatient. it's like singles drop every week from artists. It's like we were talking before we started rolling about Taylor Swift. It always seems like she has something new out there. Mm-hmm. It's like a demo we haven't heard. Oh, I've re-recorded that whole album. Yeah, it's it's a oh. constant flood. Jaco- I did want to mention, Jacoby does thank Matt Pinfield, but spells his name wrong. <laughs> Wesley Willis. The Pins. M- Michael Moore. And then also everyone from Slipknot. Not just Slipknot, but everyone from Slipknot. Which, when you consider how many people are in Slipknot... That's a lot of thank uh, That's a lot of thank yous. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of thank yous. <laughs> I, did, I didn't have enough stationery, so please don't. I thank you all. I thank you all. It's it's too many. Craig, uh, they're coming for you when you're 51, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Buckle up, buddy. So, uh, yeah, nothing, uh, nothing really out of hand. Tobin does thank his wife, who is beautiful and courageous, without whom... And his I, awesome spirit guide that he wrote. Well, he says, I probably wouldn't be here. So that's always, oh, you know, whoa. one of those ones where I'm like, whoa. Sorry to whoa. make a Tobin spirit guide joke. Yeah. And Tobin was actually thanking people. 
for keeping him alive. Keeping me alive. Uh, it's my Ghostbusters love. I can't help myself. You can't help it, Matt. You love the Ghostbusters. Did you see the new one? No. Me neither. My Ghostbusters love is very limited to the first Ghostbusters. I have heard that the afterlife was good, but I've never Ooh. seen any Ghostbusters. I went to a bar once that was having a special when um, the COVID booster shots were happening and if you came in and showed that you got your booster shot they'd give you a free shot so me and my friends did that and it was they were showing ghostbusters and the shot was like ghostbuster themes or whatever but me and my friend danielle were talking the whole time that i still have never seen a ghostbusters movie even though two of them played while we were there mm. <laughs> i mean i didn't see afterlife because it looked terrible i'm good on the first one i've seen ghostbusters 2 on tv probably like 1000 times so i actually have more affection for the second one um oh wow two yeah. in the box yeah well um, i heard the i don't know what you would call it sequel to afterlife is is filming because another podcast that i listen to sorry guys i listen to other you podcasts can listen to more than one podcast. <laughs> <How dare you? laughs> uh, they were talking about one of them was in uh manhattan and they saw them filming and saw the the car thing that's in ghostbusters whatever it's called uh, the Ecto one. Yeah, yeah. The that, Ecto one. That Ecto-1. one. Yeah. I mean, the car thing is also. Both of us were like, the Ecto one. It is a converted Cadillac hearse. I like how both of us are like, hey, you know, we're just like casual fans. Ashley gets it wrong. We're like, excuse me. It is a proton accelerator. The the thing to keep the thing that's wild about Ghostbusters though, and when we'll get off this topic, is that. No matter where you, you go. You haven't seen it, and we're incensed. I have seen the, the cartoon, though. I remember watching the cartoon. Oh, okay. no, you're, fine. Then you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. Um, the, uh, then you're steeped in lore. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of lore in those in the cartoons. No matter where you go in the United States of America, any town you go to, there's a Ghostbusters guy who goes to bars and hangs out and has his own jumpsuit and a proton pack. There's a guy I know in Detroit who does it. There was a guy who did it in Louisville, but he died tragically. Oh, God. So there's like a whole dedication oh, no. to him. Yes. But every town's got a Ghostbusters guy. Right now, anyone listening to this knows if you're wherever you are, there's somewhere, there's a Ghostbusters guy. And you're like, yeah, he goes to the bar and hangs out in a jumpsuit in the Proton Pack. That's his. That's his line in. That's I'm surprised I never saw the Ghostbusters guy. I live on the street in Louisville. It's called Bardstown Road. That's like the busiest street. And you just see any kind of character that's in louisville is walking down that street there's regularly a guy that just carries a giant snake with him that i see all the time just walking up and down the street mm. oh snake guy, snake <laughs> yeah, guy. yeah every that, town that, has one of those too yeah, yeah that, every town's gotta have yeah gotta have one of those. i wish we didn't <laughs> but there's always a snake guy uh, the snake guy this is always some guy that, that everyone's always trying to figure out how they're gonna like peacock right that's the whole thing yeah. all right matt you always well same with ferret man <laughs> there's always a man with a ferret what are you doing bro that's a rodent of extraordinary size uh like nah this is my buddy you know yeah this is this is chewbacca get it yeah. uh beautiful yeah i don't i don't want to get it uh ferret well, guy uh well i think matt it is the perfect time to dive into these songs Ooh, you think so i think so so the first song and um, we're going to go by original titles. It looks like some of these titles have been amended on streaming. We're going original titles, folks. So these first song in the album 
is called blood, parentheses, empty promises. Oof. I will forgive, but I won't forget. And I hope you know you've lost my respect. Get in your car. Yeah, we're driving away from somewhere pretty quickly <laughs> and with a lot of sassy attitude. <laughs> mm. uh, so you got your driver's license to this album. This is pedal to the metal music. This is pure. This is a great it, driving it, song. It is. And I'm really shocked how much of the songs I, you know, I haven't listened to this album since I mean, maybe early college. And as soon as the song came on, I knew every single word of it still. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote in my notes, this is, we're coming in hot. This is a song of betrayal. I will say, perhaps not new metal sonically, but thematically, very new metal. Does it run in your blood to betray the ones you love? I'm sorry, I said that wrong. Does it run in your blood? <laughs> love the pronunciation right off the top. Oh, get that blood out of here. Yeah, and I, I love this question here. Right off the gate, Jacoby's asking, is your betrayal genetic? This song also, um, it did remind me when I was listening to it about my first boyfriend when I was fr like a freshman in high school, I think. Mm -hmm. it, was it? Yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. There was like a bit of a love triangle, which, you know, happens. No, keep finding happens. it. Keep finding it. <laughs> <laughs> Details, details, yeah, details. Yeah. Which, which obviously happens in uh, high school relationships. Mm. And just thinking back to that, the song I remember being very, you know, angsty and upset about some very mediocre boy at the time. <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, it was a boy in eighth grade. You're not going to find the top tier boy. He was well. Grade. He no. It was when I was a freshman. He was a sophomore. Mm. Um, and then the other girl who was also like you know in the triangle me and her like we've known each other since we were like five and then uh later we became really good friends and she's someone that i still keep in contact with but at the time her friends hated me threatened to run me over with a car Whoa. <laughs> not seriously Whoa. i think it's just you know kids saying things but um yeah and i mean looking back i can't i can't blame her because basically how she found out her and her boyfriend broke up was he asked me to the christmas dance and that's how she found out so i probably would have hated me oh, too wow and she's sitting there that's like a, that is a real mediocre boy <laughs> <move>. mm -hmm. <laughs> and then she said to him and i quote I will forgive, but I won't regret, <laughs> and I hope you know you've lost my respect. Straight Classic. from the, straight from the it, lyrics. Very fitting. Very fitting. You know what I realized? Blood. <laughs> Blood. Um, I realized that we did not list who is in Papa Roach on this album. Oh. Well, um, we should. We, we, we should. should go back, Ashley, yeah. you want to do this one? 
Well, Jacoby, obviously, lead vocals. Jerry Horton, guitar backing vocals. Tobin Esperance? Good. <laughs> bass and backing vocals. And Dave Buckner playing drums. There we go. And uh, producer on this record, Matt, one of your favorites, Howard Benson. Howie B in How- the place to be. That's right. You got you got some steady hands behind the boards with that one. Them sliders in the right place. Them faders. Those pots, perfectly pitched. Mm-hmm. That's right. You get your boy Howie B. I wrote my notes that this is, I wouldn't put this necessarily as a hot open, but this is a passionate open. A lot of passion. Right away, we're setting a tone. I am also going to say, mm-hmm. it's an anime open. How do you mean? Turn on an an okay. turn on any anime. Okay. Hit mute. Press play on this. <laughs> it's going to sink. <laughs> you know what? You're right, Matt. I could see. Uh, I could see our guy Goku heading over to some uh, planet with weird gravity and just training the shit out of himself to this album. He'd really knock it Yeah. Out. Oh, yeah. Blowing up some mountains. Going Super Saiyan. All that stuff. And I know people are going to be saying, wow, Lauren knows a lot about anime. I don't. <laughs> I just know a little bit of that. I was forced to watch when I was in college. Hated every second of it. <laughs> Has Ronan got into the anime? So we briefly watched a TV show called Dragon. Oh, no. Uh, was it? No, Dinosaur Train. That was an anime. Okay. Um, terrible show awful terrible show. show awful yeah. show um very confusing premise oh dinosaur yeah dinosaur train yeah am i thinking is it dinosaur train or is it dinosaur or am i no no dinosaur train is something else it was something with dinosaurs so it was basically like an anime where dinosaurs were alive it was like a ripoff of um of pokemon like very clearly like we've got pokemon at home situation the dinosaur train yeah, i was is, gonna say it, dinosaur train is very much for little kids little, little kids i'm yeah he also did watch that for a time it sounds like it's just you know uh, dinosaurs that are traveling on the train that like the exactly orient express that sounds fun train. that is literally just <laughs> dinosaurs on train they go on trips they're super excited no um that sounds great yeah i can't remember <laughs> well, here, here's the deal we're gonna play the theme song to dinosaur train <laughs> and let's just see if we can figure out what's happening here story about adoption (laughs) (laughs) but no train yeah the train adventure uh i found the 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 anime i'm referring to is dinosaur king oh dinosaur king um which uh according to this has 49 episodes but i feel like i've seen thousands (laughs) um so yeah so um that's the anime and yeah a little bit of pokemon beyond that haven't really seen too much of anything else. I think it might be a little too violent for Ronan because oh, if I pitch Ronan yeah. in any new media, the first question he asks is, "No blood, no blood." Like that's what he wants to know. Like I mean, I'll put on. If there's I mean, blood, he's out. He's out. He wants nothing to do wow. with blood. Wants nothing sensitivity. To do with blood. 
He wants nothing to do with blood. He really doesn't want anything with real people in it. I took him to see uh, Dungeons and Dragons, and there were a couple parts in that movie where he basically was like, we got to go. And I was like, we're not going. This is pretty bloodless. Um, But we got the trailer for The Flash before it, and he turned to me afterward and said, we are not seeing that. And I was like, wow, this guy. But it was because of Ezra Miller. Oh, no, he was like, this is problematic. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I mean, honestly, I would say the reason to not see it is like they're just putting Michael Keaton's old lines in his mouth um, and making him say it again to remind you of a better movie. I think that's why people want to see it. It's just to see that. As we record this, it's coming out. Um, so I don't know. Apparently, it's, it's come out. It's come out. It's apparently tracking badly, though. Like oh. apparently, they had they had initially thought it was going to make like well, 150 million, and now it's going to make like 72. Happy to know that my two DC friends saw it and enjoyed it. There you go. There you go. I don't think I'm going to see it, Matt. I think I'm going to wait to scroll by it on Max. Uh, that would make two of us. Yeah. So don't you worry. Yeah. Uh, Just like if I didn't see the machine in theaters, you know, then I don't think I'm going to see the Flash in theaters. Listen, best movie that came out this weekend as we record this, Extraction 2. Watched that last night. Rocked my fucking world. <laughs> anyway, Papa Roach, songmeanings.com. <laughs> Remember, uh, this is a new metal podcast. We got, yeah. So um, there's a lot of passionate comments for most of these songs. I wrote down a couple good ones here. A commenter, Burn the Priest, May 18th, 2005, said a lot of debate on whether the song is about Jacoby's dad or about being cheated on. I don't listen to Papa Roach at all. Only like a couple of songs. But this song is amazing, especially the lyrics. The song is very personal to me. I remember driving my car at high speed the night I broke up with my girlfriend, listening to this song, blasting from the stereo, and that song expressed everything I was feeling at that time. It was incredible. You, was this you? Burn the pre- well, not a girlfriend, no. But, I mean, very similar situations. V- very similar. Yeah. It's a good car blasting song, mm-hmm. I would say. Hero of the Day said, This song pretty much describes a betrayal by a friend or significant other that was very trusted. I listened to this song at least a thousand times to help me get <laughs> wow. over this girl that at stabbed least. me in the back and is now dating a really close friend of mine. This had to be one of the best screw you songs ever. If you like it, I recommend Disturbs the Game. I got to say mm. with that comment, though, it it sounds like he should be mad at his friend more than, more than the girl. If he's a really good friend, isn't that more of the betrayal? Not in our culture. <laughs> Not from our media. You, you would think. You would think. But this guy was like, oh, this really good friend of mine, but I, I can't be mad at him. Rose before hose, right? <laughs> that's, I mean, that's, that's the law. <laughs> that's the law. That's the law. Uh, uh, Maybe, th- I don't know, just broaden it and be mad at both of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? You both did me wrong. Yeah. This comment is from, I believe we've heard from this comment before, Virus of Life. Ah. Uh, I'm infected with life. Life infection. And it's terminal. Their comment, Damn. This is a good-ass motherfucking song. Sounds like he's put up with the person's shit, and he's sick of it. And all they have done is let him down. I can relate. Dot, dot, dot. And uh, finally, Candy Hearts, April 9th, 2007, said, Yeah, I think this song is to the person that let him down. It's a really good song about betrayal. All Papa Roach lyrics are really powerful and actually mean something, unlike a lot of today's bands. Uh, got him. 
gotta get that dig in and all those other bands with their lyrics about nothing <laughs> fucking nothing all right let's keep it going next up it's not listening If you're gonna survive any longer In this lifetime it better be the right time Cause the first time might be your last time And am I a failure? If I've got nothing to lose No, I'm not a failure I've got something to prove I'm not listening, not anymore The more I learn, the more I know I'm not listening, not anymore The more I Something was in the water because mm. the first big My Chemical Romance album comes out in 2004. Mm-hmm. This is hyper adjacent to that. Like, wow. I Number one, I wasn't expecting this from Papa Roach. Uh, it's very, very catchy. Almost. It's not pop punk. It is that... What do we what do we even consider stuff like this? it's definitely not new metal even though the subject matter might not be so or Matt so funny you should mention this so my chemical romances three cheers for sweet revenge came out June eighth two thousand four so it came out two months prior to this album produced by the exact same person Howard Benson Howie B Howie B that's right you want to know how much of a legend Howard Benson is he produced three cheers for sweet revenge what a guy and let's see. We don't have located. They tell you where that one. I, I mean, I gotta believe these were probably recorded. Oh, these are recorded at the same time. This was uh, my Chemical Romance album was recorded October '03 to February 2004, and this album was recorded October to December 2003. Overlapping there, totally. Howie B was jumping between the two, and he was probably like, "Hey, I just did this with Papa Roach. I just did My Chemical Romance." You know, um, genre tags for this album are alternative rock, hard rock, and alternative metal. But, I mean, yeah, you definitely can see. Yeah, it was oh, in the yeah. water, Matt. It was in the water, and that water was poured by Howie B. <laughs> That's right, Matt. He's he's over there. He's topping off all your drinks. He's making sure everybody's uh, everybody's lubricated. Um, this opening riff is tasty. Um, this is a fist pumper of a song, and it's a song about not listening to your shit. Which I gotta say, Ashley, you're in eighth, ninth grade. This has got to be like an anthem if your parents are just in your shit. Oh, yeah. Loved this song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a solid one. I feel like I'm not going to have very interesting comments to say about this album because I really like most of the songs <laughs> on it. So I'm just like, yeah, it was good. <laughs> it was good. Good time. Let me tell you, this one, powerful to me. <laughs> uh, uh, you're just sitting there just like, uh, your mom's like telling you to do something. You're like, Jacoby. Jacoby's telling me to not listen to you. Oh yeah, me and the boys. This is the time that you know you know get in fights with my parents. I had my uh, door taken off my my room a couple of times. Wow, you and Jenny losing doors. I've never had my door removed, but this is a common thing that I keep hearing about. Mm -hmm. You know, I I just punched a hole in my (laughs) door like a real dickwad. (laughs) 
Wow. No, this no, because I know my uh, my dad. I think threatened to take my sister's door away. So this might be just like a common thing with teen girls that you just lose your door for a minute. I guess. I guess because you know you get in a fight and then you stomp off and slam it as hard as you can, and mm. that really upset my mom. Mm. So she'd be like, oh. "Take the door off." Um, speaking as a parent myself, uh, Ronan slammed the door recently, and I was furious. You got your tools out about about ready to take the door. I, I told you him, know what I know how to do. Take this thing off them hinges. What I said to him was, I said, "We don't slam the door in this house." And then he opened it up, and then he slowly shut it. And oh, I, I thought he was going to slam it again because that's something I would have done. Is just slammed it again. He slammed it again, man. Oh boy, those Funko Pops are toast. <laughs> Um, but, yeah, yeah, we're about to have a yard sale. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> These are still priced. Yeah. So this song, a very relatable sentiment. I don't think I was. I, I think I was just enjoying the tasty riffage when I was 22. I don't necessarily at that point. I mean, I wasn't really having arguments with my parents. I mean, you were out of the angsty phase of your life. Least, also, I'm not gonna have arguments with people who let me live in their live in their house rent free. Like, well, well, yeah. Free. When you're yeah, you're yeah, older, like, you understand like, that. When I was 14, yeah. I'm like, yeah. you guys brought me here. It wasn't my choice to live here. I have to live here. <laughs> you're sitting there getting them with the iron has to be born. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hit him where it hurts. That's right. That's right. So, um, there is a section, Matt. I did want to talk about that. I really enjoy. It's the if not me, then who. Bridge at 210. Here you go. song has like built-in hooks and then little mini hooks inside all of the songs i have to say while i like my chemical romances three cheers album better than this one this album seems to have like it has like more of a clarity in the mix you can hear everything very clearly lyrics a hundred percent you can make every single one out so you can sing along when you go to that show did you ever see papa roach live i did yeah Ooh. at least once maybe on, on this twice. tour you think? Yeah, yeah, definitely on this okay. tour. I I can't remember if I talked about it last time, but someone who has worked for my mom and is now like a co-owner of the of the business she owns, her husband is a tour bus driver. And at the time when I was like in this age, he was driving for a lot of like alt rock bands and mm. stuff. So I got to see a lot of them for free or go like backstage on some of them. So I saw like Papa Roach, Three Days Grace, Breaking Benjamin, um, Tool. Uh, which Whoa. controversial opinion one of the worst concerts I've ever seen Whoa. <laughs> you're not gonna hear a lot of tool uh, fa- fandom over here uh, uh, but yeah so we, so I definitely he doesn't saw come out yeah so I definitely saw them at least once great time loved it sure I'm sure I was seeing oh I also saw uh what what do you hmm. The crazy bitch people. What are their names? Oh, Buck Cherry. Yes, the yes. crazy bitch people. Yes, Buck ben. Cherry. Yes, Buck Cherry. Oh, you know we. we you know Jenny wow. has a s- strong love for Buck Cherry. Yeah. <laughs> um, and their song "Crazy Bitch." I mean, talk about lyrics that mean something. You know, <laughs> the, what? What a band! What a band! And obviously, you saw them during the Crazy Bitch era. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. Oh boy! Wow, simply incredible. Yeah, this one songmeanings.com commenter literally just a mix of letters uh, that don't form anything that you could really pronounce. I mean, my best specs would be like Gissel Jerps. 
something like that. I don't know. Uh, I, I think this song is going is going is going society once again. He is saying that people have set standards for what is successful. Nice car, lots of money, fancy gadgets. Gadgets not spelled correctly. And the singer is giving a big fuck you to that system. I may be wrong. Mm, okay. I think you might be right. Um, I hope you're right. Yeah. yeah. Then uh, we have a comment. This person comments in nearly every song on this album on song meanings. Chino69. A perfect name. They said, I must say, this album rocks. A very straightforward song. Perhaps the singer is coming right out from under someone else. I can totally relate as my co-worker for four years was a Nazi control freak who wanted me to be nothing more than a pet under him. Well, now. Two stanzas that stand out to me. And then he has the, this, this first one. Uh, Am I a failure if I've got nothing to lose? Uh, no, I'm not a failure. I got something to prove. He says, totally. When you have nothing to lose, you can stand against anything. And you get your way. In reality, I think it's just the fact that you can stand on your own two legs no matter what nobody can take away the core person that you are. That's what it's like to have nothing to lose. So many people try to save face, try to look good, try to build a reputation. Well, raise above all that mess and just do your thing. And then the second uh, stanza they posted pointed uh, was, the, the more I learn, the more I ignore, I'm not listening, not anymore. It's like you're this sponge that's eager to learn, but so many people have fed you crap that you find yourself just not even taking in anything. Within a good, caring person, so many people want to steer them, control them, guide them, choke them up with knowledge. Remember to just allow a person to guide you, and that's it. Only you can find out who you are. Strong words from Chino69. All I can think of is remember when we used to just throw the word Nazi around really casually. Mm, throw it around. <laughs> this guy's a Nazi word. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> um, You're acting like that's the past. Yeah, um, that's fair. Uh, and then uh, this a response to Chino69 from Music Freak 19 who said, Chino69, I really don't think I agree with you. From the look of it, he is getting over a really bad breakup and he is not listening to the bullshit the person is telling him. And he got the idea that he doesn't have to listen to them, that there is more to life than what it was. Okay, that's like a respectful disagreement with Chino69. Uh-oh. Iron Wrestler. This song kicks ass. It's a great song to listen to when weightlifting. I can see getting some big gains to this song. I would say, though, listen to your trainer. Don't go over, you know, make sure you have a spotter. Don't get crushed. Sure, because you're not listening to the rules of the gym. <laughs> Definitely have to listen to the rules of the gym. <laughs> Gotta listen to the rules of the gym. All right. And uh, finally, Kayla Will Kill You uh, said, I absolutely adore this song. I can relate to their entire album. This song screams meaning. It has so much to say. Behind every one of their songs is a story begging to be told. This song is basically about running his own life and not letting other people control him. The song tells us that he makes his own decisions no matter the situation. And if he makes the wrong choice, he just has to try and move on because there's no going back. Very powerful song. People were feeling this album. We're feeling it. All right. Next up. Stop looking. Let's do it. Start seeing.
Tight little song. Let in the t- pocket. It's in the pocket. And let me tell you, Jacoby Shaddix, um, he loves a cliche. But the thing is, is that they're cliches because they work. Yep. You know? Walls closing in. Hit or miss. Fuck or fight. It's time to live your life. Who can't relate to that? Uh, Ashley, how you feeling about Stop Looking, Start Seeing? Yeah, very solid song. I, I remember listening to this one whenever it came on. It was like a something that I had forgotten that I'd known. And then whenever it came back on, I was like, oh, yeah, this song. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote in my notes that this album is, is for people who are sick of your shit, whoever your is. Sick of your shit, sick of this shit, the sick of shit. Truly. Yeah. Had it. Yeah. Too much shit. When you're listening to this album, I did a I did a car listen, I did a stereo listen, I did a headphones listen to the full Christco challenge. And I gotta tell you, when you're in the car, you better not have any stoplights. You gotta get you gotta be moving. You gotta be moving. This is an album of momentum. Having it on with headphones on, I was like, I'm gonna get stuff done. <laughs> I'm gonna get stuff done in this apartment. Even though I got this fucked up foot right now. I'm still like, I'm getting things done. I'm gonna I'm not I can't just I can't be idle. When this album is on, you can't just put this album on and like sit down. It's not mil- not made for that. Yeah, I feel like that's true. You know that I'm a big fan of very specific podcast or not podcast playlists, mm-hmm. and uh, yes. I put a couple of these songs on my chores playlist um, mm-hmm. at home. Okay. So whenever I need to like really buckle down and just like clean everything, put that baby on, and that's I- it. I'm off. You're you're definitely gonna get the clean get it clean yeah um that's right yeah you're yeah we did not talk about this so yeah last time you were on the show you had talked about your playlist misogyny but it slaps since being on the show we get recommendations all the time oh this song's got to go on Ashley's list this song people are sending it I, I've really got to get them all compiled together but yeah literally all the time now yeah it's 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 taken over the zeitgeist this playlist people are just hearing songs going oh. It's misogynistic, but it kind of slaps. Uh, the most recent entry is um, uh, from uh, Dropout King's Riot Music, Vacuum Cleaner. That song slaps, <laughs> and it is very misogynistic. Well, I love that, that's, that this is my legacy so far on the show, is that <laughs> keep them coming. I'll, I'll add them on there. <laughs> um, Matt, how do you feeling about Stop Looking, Start Seeing? Like I said, it, it's a tight little song. It's in the pocket. It gives you what you need. You've already heard the chorus by one minute in. You got two minutes left. You're good. You're yeah. good. We're going to be three minutes in and out. Love it. <laughs> Take that out of context. <laughs> to your wildest dreams. But, like, uh, no, it's it's really, it's what I'm looking for. I love this type of music. Mm-hmm. It is very much let's drive. Let's have a good time. I'm feeling a party, but the undercurrent is like heartbreak, and I'm sad. Mm -hmm. It's a very brave face record so far. It's hard for me to resist a good heartbreak breakup album. I know it's awful because the inspiration or whatever from these is just like them being sad, but I Mm. love them. Like I love Miley Cyrus, but my favorite albums of hers are the ones that you know her and Liam just broke up or whatever. Like those Mm. are my favorite albums. Matt, if you go to 135, there is a section that I put in my notes as the stop looking needly section. <laughs> Let's see what this is about. All right. 
So yeah. here's a question, and yeah. this is a weird, but not weird question. This album rips. 2004, pretty much a time for a record like this. Mm-hmm. This is the first time I'm hearing this record. Was that because it was Papa Roach? Was this the 2004 new metal hangover? So, Matt, well, for one, so this is Papa Roach's second most successful album. Thank God. Yeah. So this is, this was, the- I, because seriously, I'm like, I can be the one who's never heard of it and on the outs, and it was a major success. Yeah. So this was, this was actually a bit of a comeback record for them. So basically, after Infest, Love Hate Tragedy came out, did okay, but didn't do the same type of numbers. So with this one, there's this particular single we're going to get to on this album that really put it over the top. This was platinum in the United States, was very successful for them. Yeah, this put them back on top. This album, platinum certification in the United States, 61 weeks on the Billboard 200, outselling Love, Hate, Tragedy, second best-selling album after Infest, and their first and only album to have two Hot 100 hits. Um, Wowie zowie. Yeah, and then... um. Several tracks in the album were promoted across various mediums. Blood, Empty Promises was on the Saw 2 soundtrack. The title track was in the end credits of the Chronicles of Riddick, as well as the video games Mech Assault 2 Lone Wolf and MX vs. ATV Unleashed. Not listening... That was... one I see all day. Yeah. Motocross versus. ATV, all-terrain vehicles? I might have even had that game. There you go. Not Listening was used in the trailer for Resident Evil Apocalypse and is featured in the video games NASCAR 2005, Chase for the Cup, Gran Turismo 4, and Flat Out 2. I like that Not Listening was used in a Resident Evil trailer. Mm. That seems, you know, honestly, you should be listening because those zombies could be anywhere. You should open your ears up with that one. Word to the wise. Mm-hmm. Word to the wise for all our Zom heads. Zom heads. So according to this, this was this had a mixed response critically. I do remember it getting a solid three-star Rolling Stone review, uh, which is here, but I have a feeling it's probably paywalled. Yes, yeah, Sputnik Music gave it four out of five. PRP, three out of five. Melodic, three and a half. IGN, 5.5 out of 10. They didn't like it very much. Blender, three out of five. All Music, two out of five. Honestly, pretty solid for 2004. People could have gone harder, you know, especially with something like this that's so open-hearted, get out in your car and jump it off a ramp type of music. Yeah, I know at least where I'm from, this album was extremely popular. And the songs that were on the radio, like the singles from it, just a constant loop, I feel like, on Mm. the hard rock station and uh in evansville 103.1 gbf whoa (laughs) is that still in existence yeah and they're the kind of station that you know does like hot milk contests and stupid (laughs) stuff like that (laughs) and they sponsor uh oh man this really trashy event called ski day on the ohio and it's like all these people just go and they go higher river and there's some sort of like island thing out there and there's like wet t-shirt contests and all sorts of gross stuff oh well what man what's the what's the michigan equivalent we got something why am i blanking um, we have jobby nooner. jobby nooner that's right mm. yeah jobby nooner jobby nooner is like <laughs> i a love that in, name in... jobby nooner mm-hmm. yeah oh yeah <laughs> so basically it is a kind of like a friday before either the fourth of july holiday or a friday before like memorial day or something along those lines it's like the friday before a long weekend 
and all the factory workers took it off and hit the lakes. But now it's just this complete. It's gone from like a couple guys skipping out of work to go fishing <laughs> to this bona fide boat party in Lake St. Clair, where if you really want to catch a disease on your legs, go in the water that day. That mm-hmm. That's what it is in the Ohio River. Like you should never be in the Ohio River ever. I, I did go to ski day once when I was um, young, when I was like 19, because someone that I was friends with had a friend who had some older guy friends who owned a boat. So, I mean, sketchy as hell because they were probably like 30 and we were all like 19. And they're like, yeah, we'll buy you alcohol. Come hang out on our boat with us. We did. Uh, Yeah. And a lot of guys throwing beads at me to try to get me to flash and all that was that vibe. I didn't. But then someone tossed a beer and it hit me in the head. Oh, no. I know. And I had this giant bump (laughs) and I like had to go lay down. And I was like really drunk and convinced that I was going to die if I fell asleep. (laughs) So it's kind of a traumatic day, but you know, at the time, super fun. Super fun. (laughs) Oh, what a great time we just (laughs) super fun. Close head injury. (laughs) Hanging out with these just creepy dudes. Creepy dudes. (laughs) It's like I don't know. I feel like just like I'm a 30 year old single guy with a boat. I'm like, oh boy, you know where that guy's that guy's heading for trouble. Yeah. Um, on songmeanings.com, uh, Chino 69 is back. They said okay. I so think this album was made for me, LOL. I'll stop the egocentric view, but right now, I'm in a place where I'm rising and everything. The world is literally tightening up all around me and not wanting me to go. This song definitely appeals to my situation that I fought hard and climbed over the walls before, so now that I'm ready to rise, I can't let things get to me, and I have to jump them once again, just one last time. And now I'll never be the same. This guy is living. He's like, the whole world is against me. The whole world is against me. Papa Roach has got my back. I just got to figure out how to get through it. MJ Stokes 85 said, this is one of my fave tracks off the new CD. I agree with the above comments. He's been through stuff and he's wiser for it. Maybe taking the meaning deeper. The song is about talk is talking about a relationship. The whole CD is based around relationships and all the bad that can happen to them. Great song by a very underrated band there's a commenter named wtf who knows what that stands for i think mostly everyone can relate to this song i've climbed these walls before and i'm not scared anymore he knows how to get through things and he's not afraid how he'll get through it anymore uh helping others when you know how to do something and helping and getting help when you need it um and then hopeless i am alone i'm afraid the end is near being too too afraid to ask someone for help and you feel hopeless inside and I'll never be the same. Knowing how to get through things will change how you do them forever. A lot of self-help here. Um, but then you have this commenter, and they had a lot of comments that were super long, like true novels. And their name is Evil Aussie. And uh, they had some. They're one of the few commenters I've seen who's figured out um, how to uh, bold their text on SongMeanings.com. Says I have to agree with WTF on most accounts, but I'm going to add my opinion on key lines in it go for it bro i see the walls are closing and i feel i'm in danger my enemy is not alone in the mirror there's a stranger as i try to break out my panic led to fear hopeless i am alone my friend the end is near that's all bolded this means that it is getting too tough for him now and he's starting to not even recognize himself when he sees his reflection because he was once someone that could accomplish it but now can't 
The panic led to fear part means that in his panic of not being able to accomplish this thing, he's growing afraid. The last line is a key one because this means that he now feels afraid and alone and thinks that the proverbial end of his life has come. All caps. Next key part. The truth part. The truth doesn't always have to hurt. Pure and simple. This is saying that it doesn't hurt to accept the truth, which is not necessarily painful. Evil Aussie. Thank mm. you. That comment was made on my birthday. Fun fact. Whoa. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Based on the date. <laughs> my okay. 15th birthday. Your 15th birthday. Evil Aussie was like, I got a gift. A gift of opinion. Uh, <laughs> Wait till you hear this. Yeah. Um, and, oh, I like this comment from Mitochondria Eve, who put a bunch of corrections to the lyrics and then said, I'm sorry, but I love this band and this album and dot, dot, dot. I just think it's kind of stupid. There are some bits messed up when the lyrics are in the booklet. I mean, that's fair. Oh, classic. Just putting it out there. I don't know why these lyrics are wrong when I have the right lyrics right here in the book. Right in front of me. Right? I don't know why. I don't want to cast aspersions on the lyric posters here, but I am. I am. (laughs) All right. Up next. Ashley, what do we we got up next? Uh, Take me. Take me and let me. Don't break me and shut me out. So take me. to slow it down not too much just enough he slowed it down but he still made it an anthem this song wow i mean four tracks in and he's just like listen all i got is hooks all i got is sing-alongs come to the show i know you're gonna know every word i know you're gonna know every word honestly if they did like a tour of just this album like they were gonna just play this album you know front Mm -hmm. to back i'd probably go Seems like it'd be a solid show. You know what? Next year is going to be 20 years. Oh, maybe they will do it then. That, everyone's doing these anniversary tours. I'd, I'd go to that. I'd go to that. Honestly, at this point, I mean, I've looked at this Papa Roach set list. You know, they play the hits. They, they work in a couple new ones. But I mean. They know what people want to hear. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. This would, uh, you, you're still going to get wet. I mean, well, they just, they just did a tour with your boys, Hollywood Undead. Oh, yeah. So yeah. there you go. Total really missed out. I should have should have been to that gone. one. Oh, you should have. You should have gone. Sell whatever you gotta sell. <laughs> <laughs> Yard sale. What's going on, Ashley? Uh, Papa Roach and Hollywood Undead. Yeah, <laughs> that's Ottoman's gotta, gotta, gotta go. Song about their dicks. <laughs> <laughs> Can't get it up. Uh, it is funny though that that, that yeah, because Papa Roach seemed to have. I mean, especially with this album, these motivational songs, and then yeah, Hollywood Undead out there just being like. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to drink a lot and take a lot of clothes off, <laughs> flop our dicks around. Papa Roach like, uh, we're, we're just going to talk about motivation. <laughs> yeah, we're going to yin to your yang. 
We're not here to yuck your yum. That's not our thing. <laughs> not our thing. I guess we're all in agreement. We're just we're just loving it. We're just feeling this yeah. vibe. Mm-hmm. Just feeling well, great. Let's, let's keep the party going then. All right. Let's keep it going, Matt. Um Oh, wait, I did have one. Uh, there was there was some How comments. How dare you? Sorry, Matt. How dare I'm sorry, you? Matt. I'm sorry, Matt. Songmeetings.com. Listen, everyone was showing up for these songs because everyone's feeling them. There was some questions on uh, whether or not this song is a spiritual song. And there was a lot of back and forth. And Rocker101 said, at the concert I went to, Kobe said it was a spiritual song, question mark. LOL, not sure if it's true, but I'm just quoting what he said. Then Will My 91 said, someone here, someone says that the song was about something spiritual, and it's true. Jacoby says it on the Live and Murderous DVD. It's about spiritual struggle. Papa Roach have a religious side, as almost no one knows. Jacoby talks about a lot about God on in his interviews. On my, in my opinion, it's one of the best songs ever written by Papa Roach. And he's talking about trying to accept God again and trying... Uh, trying that his life will not take him another to another fuck up moment. Well, well, to me, there's only one question to be asked: Is Papa Roach a Christian band? Mm, oh, yeah, <laughs> that's right. Is Papa Roach a Christian band? Is Good question. Papa Roach a Christian band? <laughs> Good question. I don't know. I mean, entirely possible. I mean, they could be Christians in a band, or they could be a Christian band. This is a good question. Okay, Matt, I fucked your momentum, but but let's let's do it, buddy. Don't worry, buddy, because you're getting away with murder. Whoa! grinding start did that give you almost an industrial vibe there well you got that clunky bass mm-hmm. you, you know i feel like put this in a put this in one of those resident evil games at the end <laughs> in, in my notes i said if this intro isn't perfect for a vampire nightclub scene i don't know what is that's what i'm talking about. that's right vampire lestat walking in looking for a couple ladies to fuck on the ceiling this is your music this is your music this is playing while the new vampires are out hunting for new kills yeah, that's right is- Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. This, this is them getting away with murder because vampires always get away with murder, <laughs> I guess, because they can flitter fly away. They flitter fly. You can't put cuffs on somebody who can turn into a bat. You can't. That very true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, oh man, did you hear about Dave? No, what happened? He got <laughs> caught by the police. But what did he do? Turned into a bat. <laughs> Flew away. 
<laughs> so what's the big deal? I guess there isn't one. I guess there isn't one. <laughs> I guess this is a non-story. <laughs> Uh, that's that's listen. That's the type of conversation. Just you trying have. to connect with you, son. <laughs> that's, that's the type of conversation you have with somebody when you're waiting for the more interesting friend to show up. <laughs> you're at a you're at a neutral location. Hold on. So have you ever seen Jaws? <laughs> uh, not for a long time. I think uh-huh. I watched it with my dad. <laughs> Great movie, you should watch it again. Oh, cool, cool. Anyway, my friend got arrested, but he turned into a bat. You know, because we're all vampires. You would think I have been alive. I have been alive for two eternities, and all I can come up with is that story. Uh, it's tough. Um, now, the thing that's funny here is up top, we have this uh, lyric: "Somewhere between happiness and sadness, I need to calculate what creates my own madness." Is that new metal math? <laughs> Sounds like it. I just see him there with some, you know, with a whiteboard, just trying to break it all down. Now, from what I could get from this, is that this seems like a song about uh, about addiction, uh, possibly about bad behavior, about possibly Jacoby's alcoholism, which he has been very open with that he was experiencing prior to making this album and, and getting sober. So when I went to watch the music video, I thought maybe that would be what was going on. No. I'll just read from the Wikipedia. The video is performance-based, showing the band playing in a stock exchange hall with references filled with fans, including sexual imagery, which led the band's lead singer, Jacoby, to describe the video as stocks and bondage. It was directed by Motion Theory. In the opening 20 seconds, all the band members are shown as workers in the stock exchange. There are references to war games, Florida, and global thermonuclear war calculations on the display screens in the background. Occasionally, messages flash up during the video, In God We Trust appears as a message, and then alternates between that and In Guns We Trust, as well as In Oil We Trust. Murder Accomplished is the last one to appear. Keep in mind, 2004, 2004. These boys are taking shots. Bush, too. The characters in the big screen in the background also change shape periodically to resemble the U.S. flag. Fighter jets, tic-tac-toe boards, and multiple copies of the skull and crossbones materialize in the big screen, as well as maps of the world and flying dots representing missiles. Also, trading places references. Other messages appear in the display screens in the background include WMD, MRDR, EVLL, Enron, N-R-O-N, and then B-S-H and C-H-N-Y. Lead singer Jacoby says also described the video as being political and sexy. Now you might be saying, okay, it sounds pretty political, Lauren. Where's the sexy come in? Well, you guys. It's a video full of hotties, I'm sure. This is all hotties. I've never seen zero percent naughty. Let me tell you, I would say that this video might actually be 110% hotties. (laughs) Here's the thing. Every single person who's watching, male and female, is insanely hot. There's one guy who is, like, super amped, like he's yelling, like he's into it. But I got to say, we've watched a lot of videos where, you know, obviously open casting call. We need some models. We need some hotties. You're going to be here. You're going to be fans of the band, quote, unquote. And some of them can sell it. Some of them can't. These hotties, selling it. These are passionate hotties. I wrote in my notes that they are rocking out. They are headbanging. No one is phoning it in. So whoever, so Motion Theory is listed as the director for this. I got to tell you, they went in. They did the work with these extras. They got the performances. Mm. I was impressed. I was impressed. 
But yeah, everyone is incredibly hot. And they are all into Papa Roach. This also very much, you feel that early pop punk era, My Chemical Romance era, uh, Papa Roach are all wearing black. It's very clear that they are... Uh, color coding there uh, with their hair and their outfits. I thought you were going to say it's very clear. They're bad boys. <laughs> oh, they're definitely some bad boys. They're definitely some bad boys. Um, and they're trouble with a capital T. <laughs> um, at one point, the bassist does that sort of guitar swing jump move that everyone was doing oh, in 405. Love that one. Which is funny because visually in a music video, sick. Sick as fuck. If you watch Fall Out Boy try to do it live on SNL in 2005, <laughs> it sounds bad. It's it's not it's not good for sound. Mm-hmm. It's not good for playing the instrument. <laughs> There's a reason that they tend to stay still because you can't do both. So I would say political and sexy. The stocks and bondage thing is how uh, Jacoby mm-hmm. described described it. Excuse me. That uh, gives me. Big American Psycho vibes. Whenever mm. he, Patrick Bateman's asked what he does, and he says murder and executions mm. instead of mergers and acquisitions. Honestly, that's probably there's probably references to that in there too. I mean, they, they what, have that, those... what year did the movie American Psycho? 2000. Okay, yeah. I was about to say. I feel like it was like within a few years of that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Good movie. Good movie. Good uh, Christian Bale performance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I used to used to love that movie and loved that book. I used to love Bright Easton Ellis. I have so mm-hmm. many of his books. Oh, I oh yeah, same. I read. I did a whole presentation my freshman year of college on Bright Easton Ellis, and um, it was a real catastrophe. I didn't do. I didn't. It was not not a well done pr- presentation. I had to do an <laughs> hour, and it didn't go well. Um, but uh, no, I I probably read American Psycho, God, probably like three or four times. Yeah. Um, now. Brady Snellis is, dude, boy, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, but uh, but back in the day, yeah, I was reading the shit out of that guy. Yeah, but, even his like a uh, faux mm-hmm. autobiography that has like fantasy elements in it, actually pretty interesting. Oh, Lunar Park. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good book. Yeah, Lunar Park. I think that's the last one. Yeah, because I read. Um, I have Imperial Bedrooms, yeah. but I never finished it. I read Imperial Bedrooms in a day. And it was it was it was one of those things where I was like, I'm brag not- much? <laughs> it's not that long. It's not that long. Some of us haven't finished a book in years, friends. <laughs> Matt's over here being like, "Well, he's still working on Moby Dick I'm for still working a, on a year and a half now." Uh, yeah, so uh, yeah. Listen, look, I'm on chapter. Finishing that book becomes your white whale. <laughs> Listen, I'm on chapter 91. We're talking about whale law. All right, not a joke. That's true. Fuck that book. Ugh. I'm working my way, man. I know it's like a literary classic, yes. and mm-hmm. it is well-earned, but boy. I'm going to finish it. Hey, listen, by the time you this episode will, posts, At this point, be... you will. Mm-hmm. But man, that book turned me off from reading. It's like if somebody hands turned you off from James reading? Joyce. Oh, yeah. It's like if somebody gives you like a James Joyce book, and it's just like, no, nah, it's casual. Then you're like, Uh, in college um in undergrad i was an english major and there was a semester that the time slots that worked i had the option of taking an entire semester class about moby dick or what about jane austen and i do not like jane austen but i was like i'd rather read everything jane austen's ever written than have to suffer through moby dick for an entire semester you should have done moby (laughs) dick i'm telling you it's it's uh you know here's the thing as I've said before in the show you cannot read it in any other context but complete silence anytime I try to read it if I take it to like the car dealership or like one of Ronin's sporting events or oh, something oh yeah no yeah. it demands all of your attention I got, I got a playlist for reading too it's jazz for reading mm. 
You know what? When I was in college, I would be able to watch TV and listen to music and read, no problem. Now, if I have any type of distraction from anything, like I can't focus on it. But somehow, yeah, I remember in college, I would be like, yeah, I put an album on. Like, yeah, I don't read a bunch. I can't do that now. I can't have music on. I remember in college, uh, I got John Barth's Lost in the Funhouse as an assignment. And I got lost in that class pretty easy. It's like, oh, these short stories are not my short stories. Uh, um, There was a comment I wanted to bring to you guys with the question. Is this a legit commenter on songmeanings.com or is it a plant? Hmm. He who can read has won half the battle. The first single from Getting Away with Murder, the soaring melodic title cut, will hit radio next month. Instead of playing the victim in the song as he has in the past, Shaddix assumes the role of an antagonist involved in acts of deception and deceit. But the song also has double and even triple meanings. I wrote it so you can take it in different ways, he said. It can be about when you're doing some shit behind some people in your life's backs and they don't know about it, but it makes you feel like shit, which I've done. But it can also be about what's going on right now in the political world in the Middle East or about these big, huge corporations who are so corrupt. And then they had a link to MTV.com and it said, and then they signed it off, GX Lonnie. So I read that. I'm thinking... (laughs) That's a plan. My question is, are we sure this wasn't you, Lauren? That sounds exactly like that live journal <laughs> review that you did. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, yeah. Um, but then they follow that up with... Uh, that Make sure you pick up Geffen Records <laughs> recording artist Papa Roach, available August 31st, 2004. Uh, but then Lonnie follows up that comment with uh, the link was supposed to be like this. They put a new link and they said, then again, it was just a link. So who fucking cares? <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, wait, are you a plant or are you just are you just I a, need very- that cavalier devil may care attitude from my street team. I need a street team that fucks up links and then comes back with all, like, I just need that sardonic wit to come through the keyboard. Mm. Uh, I like this comment from Pocky Man who said, I think this song is talking about the atrocity our president has become since it seemed to have come about around the whole Iraq war thing. I think it's a good song though and I'm glad they put it in Mech Warrior 2. This is a person who has all their priorities set up. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, beautiful stuff. And then I won't read this entire giant comment from Rio Plus One, but it starts off with, to me? It seems to be about manipulation, possibly a sadomaso relationship. And then they go into talking about what, I mean, very detailed master to a submissive punishment. This person's definitely got a, got a, got a dungeon uh, for sure. And then I like are, that you called it Sado That's That's what they said. They said Sado Masso. Um, S-A-D-O? S-A-D-O-M-A-S-O. Sado Masso. So I, I would call that Sado Masso. Oh, Sado Masso. My apologies. All right. Sorry. I'm Mis- here to... Uh, Mr. Vanello uh, over here doesn't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> I don't have a dungeon. Um, uh, oh, oh, am I the only one with a butt plug in? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Just My a, mistress makes me put it just in. Just a casual Saturday morning butt plug. Casual, gotta have it. Um, <laughs> um, oh, I forgot about this one. This is from Blink Cat Oh who said, 
Oh, Jacoby is uber hot. I just want to lick him. Ooh. This is a great song to score for Papa Roach. And then Slipknot fan 41492 said, this song is cool, but it took them long enough to come out with another album. <laughs> wow. Hot talk from a Slipknot fan. <laughs> I mean, okay, so you said it was two years from their last album, mm-hmm. and presumably they toured that last album, right? Yeah. Like, that's not that much time. Not that much time, huh? Do, do they want them to be touring on the road and recording somehow? Come on. and uh, That's the plant from the record. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Where have you guys been? Need more <laughs> Come on. Sh- come on. Um, oh, here we go. Punk Rocker 54. Great song. Hope it doesn't go any more mainstream, though. <laughs> oh, Papa Roach? And not to mention, it's the one that the album is named after. They, like, want it to go mainstream. That's the whole point. (laughs) I love it. They are trying to put food (laughs) on their family. (laughs) The fact of, like, looking at Papa Roach, Last Resort, TRL staple, and being like... World beater. World beater, and be like... Oh, Papa Roach is go mainstream. <laughs> they don't sell out. <laughs> Literally, the last album, one of the singles was for like Pepsi Blue or whatever, Mountain Dew Code Red or something. <laughs> the guy sitting there being like, "All right, I'm, I'll take the Code Red, but don't sell out anymore." <laughs> then he's watching the. Ch- Speaking of uh, selling out, Roach Coach brought to you by. <laughs> Pepsi Blue. Pepsi Blue. And when you're like, "Mm, this Pepsi ain't blue enough. Pepsi Blue. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Next up, we've got Be Free. Well, this was one song that at first I was just like, eh, I feel like this is kind of a meh song, especially compared to Getting Away with Murder, which I forgot to say when I first listened to that, I stopped and went back and re-listened to it for a second time because I was like, oh yeah, I forgot how much I like this song. <laughs> so when it came to this one, I was just like, oh, this is kind of blah. But then when I did the car listen, I was like, never mind, I'm back. This one rocks. There it is. <laughs> there it is. You got to be in the car. And you're like, yeah. I can see that. I can see that because it gives me... <laughs> Woo! Old time, good time, rock and roll. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. This uh, one feels very like. Look, we're not George Thorogood and the Destroyers, but let's try for a song. Uh, I, I mean, what an opening lyric! I woke up and I feel like shit. Everybody here in this song is going, Ben, Ben there, Ben there. Listen, and it could be, and and especially coming off of getting away with murder, which 
if you look at it from the angle that that's about his alcoholism and how he's basically being enabled, and then this next song is like, but hey, what's the next day? Wake up the next day feeling awful. I got to get out of this. It's not worth it. And uh, you can relate to it in just about any way, you know? I mean, wake up and I feel like shit. Literally every single person in the entire world has been like, been there. Even somebody without any sort of like substance issues, you know? Just like they stayed up too late playing Mech Warrior 2, <laughs> you know? And they're like, oh, I got to manage my time better. Can't be doing this. I wrote this as a sturdy song. This is one of the more literal tracks on the album. And it has a song meanings comment. Made just for you, Matt. It's from Lucky Thirteen X. Wow, no one commented on this song. Ah, <laughs> yes. I really like this song. It's one of a couple of my fave songs on Getting Away with Murder. IDK, why it just it? Ha ha. Not it just is. It just it. <laughs> ha ha. And that was December thirty first, two thousand four. That person posted that on New Year's Eve. Everyone's getting ready, waiting for the ball drop. They're like, hold on a second. Not my man. <laughs> like, uh, one second, please. Excuse me. Have you seen there are no comments on song meanings for Be Free? I feel like we've seen this person before comment on New Year's Eve. Oh. Like, multiple New Year's Eve. Co- I was like, you know what? It's New Year's Eve. What are you doing? New Year's Eve. What? Oh, me? <laughs> Here I am, oh, Papa Roach, and bringing it up, and, oh, okay, Be Free doesn't have a comment about that, copy, paste, and, all right, now, Carpenters, <laughs> close to you, I thought this was song <laughs> well at first i was like on new year's eve that's kind of sad but maybe this is like their new year's eve like tradition where they think of all the albums that came out that year and they're like you know what i'm gonna go revisit some of them which is still sort of sad of but less year, sad at the beginning of the year they set a song meanings goal <laughs> and they put it off all year all year like all of us do it's a real Brewster's Million situation where if they don't get these comments in in the year, they do not get their inheritance. Uh, uh, I love it. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, this one, we're keeping it going. It's a sturdy song. Like you said, in the car, this thing hits. Honestly, an incredibly prime car album. If you have like a cheap car that you want to jump off a ramp, prime, prime for this. Next up, Ashley, what do we got? Uh, done with you. I count the days that we have spent apart. I've got a bad liver and a broken heart. There's no salvation in Let's just get to it. Go to 120 for the Done With You Bridge. I need to see them lighters. 
Come on, city that we're in right now. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. uh. Love that. Oh, boy. Love that. I am done with you. Yeah. Uh, Really? Yeah. This was, it's funny when I put this album on, I was like, am I going to love this as much as I loved it in 2004? And man, the fact that every single chorus hits, it's bananas. It's bananas. They were really, they were really on one with this. Especially after hollywood undead i was like a little nervous about listening to this album i'm like oh man am i gonna like ruin some great memories i have of this album but i honestly think it holds up pretty well i still yeah. like a lot of the songs yeah not as problematic as you know no, honestly, it could be <laughs> honestly i didn't i don't think there's like anything problematic because this album seems to be yeah nothing blatant that i can really think of yeah. good um, good for papa wrote yeah especially yeah. 2004 people were throwing all sorts of weird stuff in mm-hmm. in songs <laughs> oh absolutely um and uh, the lyric up top, I got a bad liver and a broken heart. That could be the alternate title of this album, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're dealing with heartbreak. We're dealing with uh, overconsumption. Um, I wrote this as another rock solid track. I'm loving it. Matt, how are you feeling about Done With You? I'm not done with it, baby. <laughs> <Yeah>! <laughs> I can't quit you, Papa Roach. <laughs> There's a comment from Audigy from February 15, 2005. Ha 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 ha! No comment on the song, just me. <laughs> this song is awesome. If I am in a bad mood or working out, I listen to this. Such a well-written song. Then uh, he won't set me free. Said ha ha. This is the ultimate breakup song. I don't know why everyone's laughing at the top of these comments. <laughs> everyone's like ha ha. I'm sad. <laughs> They're all Nelson months. <laughs> Um, uh, this is the ultimate breakup song when I got played I put this on repeat for hours it's totally true ha 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 the next then they went ha ha even though I never thought about it as an undying confession of an alcoholic but I always thought it was getting over someone with liquor and trying to hold on to something. And you're trying to hold on to that person, but you realize that it's over and they fucking screwed you over. So then you hit the booze? LOL, me. And then uh, Rocker101 is back, said, I just got done seeing Papa Roach live from the Hard Rock in Las Vegas. Okay, brag. This song is indeed about Kobe's alcohol problems because he, before he played done he played, played the song he said this is the music that saved my life also it was a great concert by all accounts papa roach live great concert in vegas i bet it'd be very fun mm. at the hard rock i'm sure Come on. great acoustics in there hard rock don't get my dick card the doobies <laughs> do <laughs> <laughs> sorry that's a real deep cut from the yacht rock youtube series <laughs> Where producer extraordinaire Ted Templeman is is asked to produce Van Halen and says, Hard Rock, don't get my cock hard. The doobies do. (laughs) Ted Templeman said that? Wow. Ted Templeman produced all these dudes, all this smooth music, and went in and produced Van Halen 1 and tore the roof off the joint. I'm going to say, Ted Templeman's a legend in my book because those Van Halen records, which we've talked about, Matt, which we talked about. Van Halen 1 is really good. <laughs> Van Halen 1 is... Holy shit. Oh, my God. All right, all right. All right, it's the big hit. 
It's the big hit. Ashley, what do we got? Scars. I tear my heart open. I sew myself shut. My weakness is that I can't do much. And my scars remind me that the past is real. I tear my heart open just to fail. Drunk and I'm feeling down. And I just want to be you came around why don't you just go home cause you channeled all your pain and i can't help you fix yourself you're making me insane all i can say is i tear my heart open i sew myself shut and my weakness is but i can't do much in a sky we're looking for redemption tonight. Who's getting redeemed? <laughs> nobody's, nobody's without sinning this audience this evening <laughs> in the city that we're in. <laughs> I mean, Look, really, this baptismal font is for everyone. <laughs> Boom. Turn Boom. it off. Drown in the water. Drown in the water. It, there it is. It. Uh, this was the big hit. I remember when this really hit and I had, obviously I'd had the album, you know, the whole time. And I was like, huh, this is the single, but man, this song hit. Yeah. This is the song that I most remember listening to. And I think this was probably like my entry point into Papa Roach was this. And in my notes, I put, this was my Papa Roach song. This was it for me. Mm. Loved it. All right. I mean, it's funny is that, like, I definitely at the time was like, okay, this is not my favorite song on the album. But now when I hear it, I'm like, it sounds like the classic that it is. Like, it just sounds like, yep, I get it now. I understand 100%. There are, like, 188 comments on songmeanings.com for this song. Everyone relating <laughs> to bad relationship breakups. Like, oh, I broke up my girlfriend. Blah, blah, blah. Like, pages and pages and pages. But what I really would like to talk about is the music video for this song. Mm. So I will, uh, I'll just read you what I wrote. Um, the band is performing in the remains of a freshly burned down house. Intercut is Jacoby and his girlfriend hanging out, being in love, and doing a lot of drinking. His uh, girlfriend in this video is played by Taylor Cole, who's apparently a model. She is very hot. They're doing a lot of drinking, but maybe she's doing too much drinking? Interesting twist here. Then we cut to a very 2004 party. Uh, all the members of Papa Roach are there with their significant others. Seems like a pretty nice house, but for some reason, it has a super old, tiny TV with bunny ears antenna. Very weird detail. All the members of Papa Roach are all wearing eyeliner, like they just did a show or about to go to do one. And but they're all just hanging out, talking on the couch, just having a nice time. Jacoby's girlfriend shows up drunk and messy. She just plops on the couch, knocking her drink over, knocking other people's drinks over. And the other members of Papa Roach and their significant others all look irritated and like kind of roll their eyes. The drummers are just like, oh, this lady, she's a mess. Jacoby takes away her drink and eventually he dumps all the alcohol in the entire house down the drain. So, and he had like put her basically upstairs. He was like, hey, you're getting out of hand. He like basically put her in a room. Like you can't be in the rest of the party. She got like time out <laughs> at this party. Um... She comes downstairs, sees that he's dumped all of the uh, alcohol down the drain, looks irritated, not 
furious, not mad, just like, ugh. Grabs her coat, knocks over a candle, ignites the floor. With the floor covered in booze? Did that, is that where well, he dumped it? That is where <laughs> she spilled her drink earlier. Oh. Smash cut. The band is now walking through the debris of a burned down house. Wow, quick work. She must have been drinking like jet fuel or something. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> no shit. This morning, I'm, one, I'm, I'm at the gym. I'm on the elliptical. I'm getting my fucking set in. And Jaws 2 was on. And it was like a movie I'd never seen before. The, the, the woman is towing a water skier. Mm. The water skier gets taken down by the shark. She realizes that the water skier is no longer there. It circles back, picks up a broken, chewed up water ski. Jaws, uh, Jaws 2 attacks the boat. And then her answer to this is to pick up a gas can to throw it at the shark. <laughs> but she has the cap loose, so she just covers herself <laughs> in fuel and then fires a flare at the shark. I'm like... You're covered in... <laughs> Mom, the shark didn't kill her. She just burned to death. And that is the kind of person that does that at a party. What, well, the interesting thing is that... So it smash cuts to that to the band walking through this burned down house, um, which they've also been performing in. So it's one of those things where it's like, like the reality versus the fantasy of them performing. And then the girlfriend shows up but she's in like a whole brand new outfit. So it's like she set this fire, left the house, it's burning, and she's like, I can't be dealing with this. Either drunk drives home or she had sobered up enough to drive home, goes home, takes a shower, changes clothes, decides to come back the next day, sees that the entire house is burned down, and is like, ooh. And then Jacoby, who's leafing through like the debris, looks at her. And gives her the side eye. Like, she just burned down your house. And the look he gives her is like, I'm not happy with you right now. <laughs> like, that's the extent. Emotional, The emotional levels are all over the place in this video. It was very funny. It's honestly very good. I very much enjoyed this video. Um, this is the one where Jacoby is also performing in the branded tea or the branded hoodie um, in the smoky, smoky house. I gotta believe, though, that performing a singing in a smoking house can't be good for the lungs. Singing um, in a smoky house. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. But yeah, great video. Yeah, this party, very 2004 party. Very oh, 2004 for sure. party. I also, another playlist that I have is mm. Great Songs I Forgot Existed. And I added this one to that that mm. one. So Nice. On nice. I also, playlist. You kind of, you mentioned Bridges before. And mm. I went on a little, in my notes, a little bit of a rant about, I love all the Bridges on this album so much. And how songs today don't really have Bridges anymore. Because they focus more on like having kind of like catchy hooks in it. Um, and then I was just like, why is that? young people today should have some fun bridges some of my favorite songs have really amazing bridges the first of uh, which being obviously the killers all these things that i've done one of the best bridges in history so good all right um and then even 
it's not my thing, but you guys love Limp Biscuit. The break stuff, their bridge in that is actually really good. It gets a very like mm-hmm. builds to the last chorus. It, Incredible like, bridge. I, I love a good bridge. So mm-hmm. that was one thing in this album that I really appreciated. Yeah, this is a top notch bridge record. A lot of great bridges. So yeah, so like I said, so many comments uh, on song meanings about uh, breakups, bad relationships. I wrote down a couple good ones that I like. Commenter Six Hours said, this is what my brother is going through right now. His girlfriend and him have been together for over two years, and she told him that, quote, they needed time apart, end quote. He's done nothing but treat her right and doesn't deserve the way she's been treating him. She changes her mind more than anything. First, she doesn't want him. Then she does. Then she doesn't and tells him that she's going to start dating someone else at work. Then they get back together and he gives her a diamond necklace for Christmas and she didn't buy him anything. He even told me that this song describes their relationship right now. I feel terrible for him, but you can't help who you love. Uh, Anyways, good song. What a journey. Pro tip. If she's dating someone at work, don't buy her a diamond necklace. (laughs) I'm just going to put it out there. I'm just going to put it out there. It's a pro tip. Pro tip. Look, man, we're clueless. We're mm. just clueless idiots. Dub C4 Life said, I feel like an ass liking a Papa Roach song, but I like this song. So keep it on the DL, okay? So let me tell everyone on the <laughs> internet about it. <laughs> but again, I have to post because if I don't post. get these posts in. If I don't get these posts, my inheritance in, is not coming. <laughs> December 1st, 2004. This <laughs> clock was kit, clock was ticking. Um, uh, Ripped Wings said, OMG, I love this song. One thing, though. In this song, I think that they mean emotional scars. But to me, it's physical scars. Anyway, I am so getting the CD. Papa Roach rocks my socks. Uh, see, that's one that I would like more information on. Yeah, I mean, too. Yeah. Well, there were a couple people that were like, oh, this is about cutting yourself. And then someone else was like, this is not about cutting yourself. And then someone else was like, you could cut yourself. And then someone's like, no, no. Like, there was a lot of back and forth. And yeah. So, yeah. And then um, and then this was. No, you're kicked out. You're kicked out of the NWO. And then this was an exchange between the commenter Feel with three E's and no F and Mikey I. Uh, Feel said, anybody seen the Hannibal Lecter film Red Dragon? At the end, when you see Hannibal in his cell, and then you see Will on the boat reading a note with Hannibal's voiceover, it, 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 like reading it out? Well, yeah, he says, the scars remind us that the past is real. I don't know if Papa Roach are fans of Anthony Hopkins, sticking out tongue emoji, but maybe that's where you got the line from? I don't know. Just a thought. Then... Mickey I says, right on, Feel. I just saw Red Dragon on TV the other night, and when I heard Hannibal say the lines, the scars remind us that the past is real, I instantly thought of this song. It sure is quite a coincidence if Papa Roach did not steal this line for the song Scars. What year did Red Dragon come out? Red Dragon came out, I believe, in 2002, 2003. Mm-hmm. So this does predate this yeah. album. And very of its time, because... Uh, Panic at the Disco, Fever Can't Sweat Out. I mean, a lot of uh, the songs there are, are t- lines taken from movies. Like Closer, there's two songs that are named from Closer. I feel like everybody in that pop punk scene saw Closer and was just taking notes. Because there's Closer lyrics in Fall Out Boy. Everyone loves I that fucking album. loved that movie so much at that age. Again, why? It's so dumb. It's probably very cringy if I watched it now, but loved it. I still have it on DVD. I used to watch it all the time. You, that's hard. You wanna, well, you know what, though? Matt, how many times have you seen Garden State? 
Well, shut up. <laughs> Eight. Well, no, I but this is 2004. Probably, 2004. Well, though. in the in theaters, I saw Garden State at least eight times. Yeah. I loved Garden State, too. So, so 2004, though, that's also when Closer came out. Listen, I refuse I, to rewatch it. I, I, I wouldn't. I, I know. I know how bad it is. I know. Like, well, every once in a while, that uh, Natalie Portman, something original and a sound nobody makes yeah. pops up. And I'm like, why did I like this? She, she's just like, Skewy, and I'm like, back then I was just like, that, that's perfect. I want a girl that's like that. And now I'm like, no, I do not. <laughs> I don't want to be around anybody who does that. <laughs> yeah, that's the type of person who's going to get you up in the middle of the night to show you something. You're like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. no! Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. You got to see this. You got to see this. No, no. I. You know what? No, I don't. I definitely don't. What did, definitely don't. What did you do? It's macrame. <laughs> uh, so it's yeah, my so, whole living room. <laughs> yeah, I made a cover for your couch. <laughs> yeah, that's what you would get. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, when I was doing my live journal searches for um, for my reviews for this album, I did find my my uh, my movie list that I made for two thousand four. And I don't think Closer was in my top 10, but it was definitely on the list. So I definitely was also Closer Hive in 2004. Uh, my number one movie of 2004, Kill Bill Volume 2. Mm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Next up, it's Sometimes. I'm dreaming about tomorrow. I'm thinking of yesterday I consume myself in sorrow this moment in time is what I betray I am searching for the answers and I look around sometimes I get Well, you'll be happy to know that you can stream closer on Netflix this afternoon. Ooh. Oh, boy. Make a meal of it. Make a meal of it. <laughs> Isn't there like an extended argument in that movie between... Um... I've never seen Closer. Oh. I would really love you to watch it just to give like... And to have like an adult perspective on it because yeah. I'm sure it's fucking ridiculous. But yeah. Yeah, Matt, loved you should, it. You, Matt, you should watch it. And then um, the next who's tweeting, I'll give you a closer update. <laughs> okay, beautiful, beautiful. So this song, I wrote down the lyric and I look around. Sometimes I get sad because I don't know which way to go. And I look around and sometimes I get sad because my life is spinning out of control. At this point, Jacoby has thrown subtext away. It's all texts. Meat and potatoes, rock and roll. We get a little acoustic up top. We get the room be slowing it down. But then he's like, no, no, no. It's Papa Roach. We're rocking. We're rocking. Yeah, this song wasn't my favorite. Like, if I'm going to play the whole album all the way through, fine, I'll keep it on. But I'm not going to, like, oh, I got to go, you know, search mm-hmm. this song out. During the concert, this will be the time that I go to the bathroom and go to the bar to get another mm-hmm. drink. Yeah. Yeah. So if they do the full album run, yeah, this is mm-hmm. definitely like, yeah, drink time, drink time, potty time, mm-hmm. as we say. Matt, how'd you feel about Sometimes? 
Yeah, I kind of the same feeling. Like, okay, boom, big. It was gonna like, okay, are we really gonna slow it down? And it's like, no, <laughs> no, we're not. We're here to rock, boys. Uh, yeah. Not my favorite song in the album, though. Have to say that mm-hmm. it is a it is a little bit of a uh, we're in the back half, and it feels a little fillery. Mm. <laughs> but it did give us this commenter name on songmeanings.com. This is all spelled incorrectly, by the way. If shadows wrote diaries. <laughs> incredible comment name holy shit i can't believe no one has commented on this song (laughs) it's one of the best on their new cd which i think is their best cd it's got better singing their first cd was kind of like rap and shit it was good but i think getting away with murder is a lot better Mm. and uh coolest loser said i agree this song rocks for a while i thought of the song as my own personal anthem but now things are a little more on track. Great song, great album, great band. I love a redemption story. I love somebody turning it around. Yeah, that's that's tough if this is the song you're like, this is me right now. Well, you know, it's kind of hopeful because there's so many commenters on songmeneeds.com that they're like, this is my life. My life sucks. <laughs> so it's nice that someone was like, you know, my life used to suck, but it gets better. It gets Hold better. in there. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Uh, Fallen Broken said the song is awesome I didn't even think it was that good until I heard it the full way through and now I can't get the tune out of my head awesome song from an awesome band so this person heard a segment of the song and was like what the fuck is this what the fuck then they heard the whole thing and they said oh, my bad it's actually the best song I've ever and heard and that is a common trait for great songs is you hear part of it and you're like no thank you mm-hmm. yeah yeah. You're, you're 30 seconds of like yeah classic track and you're like what is this shit <laughs> but then you hear the whole thing you're like ah context is key sick heretic said my girlfriend just broke up with me and i feel like complete shit this is the only song this is something to me and it's on repeat it really helps me remember that it will get better okay um and mike 16 said this song kicks fucking ass and this song is personal to me um i do believe the first the second part i do not agree with the first part <laughs> i do not think this song kicks Fucking ass. Fucking ass. <laughs> fucking ass. It's uh, a butt kicker at best. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, the metaphors are back, everybody. It's blanket of fear. Yeah, so you faded it out there. It's fear itself. Yes, Matt. Yeah, you, yeah. That's an FDR reference there because we're in the back half. So now it's time for Jacoby to dig into them, dig into them presidential quotes. 
Four score <laughs> seven years ago. Oh, you know that would fucking our rip. Our fathers <laughs> brought across this great nation. Oh, man. You know, Papa Roach doing the Gettysburg Address would be fucking killer. <laughs> With Tobin on that bass? Jerry Horton on guitar? Buckner on them drums? <laughs> <laughs> Lyrics by 1A Lincoln? Yeah! I would love it if they did do that just so they would have to credit Abraham Lincoln yes. in the song credit. Yo, this one goes out to a main man. Oh, A-L. You might know him as Honest Abe. We know him as the homeboy who wrote this. Kick it, fellas. I would especially love it if it won a Grammy. So then Lincoln posthumously would win a Grammy. So, so people would have to say, Former president and Grammy yeah. Award winner Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> uh, you know, he wasn't just a president, he also won a Grammy. <laughs> He's also real powerful lyrics on that Gettysburg address. <laughs> oh, man. Lincoln? So, Jacoby, when you were looking for a historical reference for mm. the new yeah. Steven Spielberg Lincoln movie, mm. you know, what, what were you thinking? Uh, I was just thinking, who who was really setting out to pave their own way, setting out to really do what they needed to do, and that one person was my man, Lincoln. 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 He was doing the thing. I mean, brilliant. Yeah, I love it. Um, Asked and answered. This is a wake up sheeple song because uh, we were talking about a blanket of fear that's keeping you asleep. He's under. He's awake under this blanket of fear, but then he's awake and he's dreaming, and he believes it's time for a rude awakening. So we all need to wake up. Kayla will kill you. Back in the song, meanings comments says, "I love their music with a passion, but most of their songs bring back such hard times and horrible memories that I'm trying to forget. Their songs throw me. Uh, their songs throw me back into those times when I was at rock bottom and my life was hell. Their songs gave me strength when I was at my worst. Their album, Getting Away with Murder, changed my life." So definitely, people uh, came out of this. Uh, this uh, this comment is from 2007. So and uh, MC Rocker Way AFI, well, they're really putting a lot in there. Said this song is amazing. If you've ever felt fear for anything or ready to take risk, this song means a lot to you. It's about not giving up when your dreams are not working out or when the nightmare becomes reality. It pretty much means that if a nightmare can be true, so can a dream. But you gotta hit rock bottom to make it. Love it, love it, love it. There you go. Okay. An album of inspiration. Matt, believe it or not, we've only got two songs left. So how respectful of our time is this album? Matt, you're going to lose your mind. <laughs> this album is 38 minutes long. Oh, as we cross that two-hour mark, <laughs> and you say to yourself, you mean I could have listened to this almost four times in its entirety? <laughs> Indeed, and we're still not done. We're still not done. We're still not done. We have two songs left. But yeah. Well, let's just do it, baby. Let's do it. This next song is Tyranny of Normality. That's it. Try 
could have just had 10 songs, guys. You really could have just done 10 fucking rippers and been great. Weezer is the kings of this. You just need to take a book from the old dubs and make yourself a winner and leave this one the hell off the album. <laughs> Matt, we're talking about the tyranny of normality. Oh, okay. You know, let me let me hit you with some of these. Uh, our culture has become complacent and has no desire. Take back, take back our empire, and the ethical slaughter of truth needs to be retired. And then he says, it's the death of outrage. I want to turn a new page. I mourn the death of our age, the obituaries on the front page. So this song in 2023 definitely hits in a weird different way than i imagine it meant in 2004 because are we talking about like a fox news thing and and because he also talks about like a complacency he also brings back that like set the money on fire thing which was i know jenny's big sticking point with the first papa roach album was him saying like throw your possessions away throw your stuff away destroy everything and I know Jenny was like, give me a break. That theme is back. Saying that it's the death of outra- outrage is funny since I feel like 2016 on has been nothing but outrage. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> outrage 24-7. Death and Rebub made a record called Outrage is Now in 2017. So, yeah, this one this one feels very weird. And honestly, like, I kind of, I like, like, the guitar, bendy guitar sound on it. I think it's a little fist pumper, but lyrically probably the worst song in the album Ashley? yeah yeah this wasn't my favorite the only notes that i had was i, I said a very emo title mm. that was it it's yeah. all the comments i really had yeah i mean that is that you know that's the worry you know <laughs> somebody saying will you just ignore me you just normal <laughs> you just just going with the flow you know i mean this feels almost adjacent to like i guess that that one person's concern about selling out Coming, coming from our boys, repping the, the Papa code, Roach. <laughs> Papa Roach, repping the code red, Pepsi Blue. <laughs> um, Papa Roach is sponsored by Walmart. <laughs> oh, speaking of sponsors, we've got to tell you about Blue Chew. <laughs> um, Your ding dong more of a bing bong, Blue Chew. <laughs> And get uh, that get that frown turned upside down. And by frown, I mean your penis. <laughs> um, you know what the most interesting thing about the song that really let me know? There are zero comments on song meetings. <laughs> Not even a comment saying there are no comments. No one. Everyone. Like, honestly, so everyone who would normally say that listened to the song and went, there's a reason we haven't commented. That's just Not a moving. fan. Chino69 was like, it's fine. Keep on moving. I mean, yeah, because this is the one. This is honestly, it's not about being at rock bottom. It's not about a breakup. That's what the fandom wanted from this album and got from it for the most part. Mm-hmm. That's they needed the heartbreak songs. They needed the songs about, you know, bad behavior from chemical dependency. That's what they needed. Not are you being a normie? Is the media lying to you? They're like, nah, that's not. If I want that, I'll I'll go to my boys and head PE. I don't need that from Papa Roach. This feels like a song that one of the members of the band was like, it has to be on the album, otherwise mm-hmm. I'm not doing it. Like mm-hmm. one of those where it's like, no one really wants this song, but they're like, has to be on there. I'm walking if we don't have this song. I'm like, fine, Jerry, <laughs> fine. Tyranny normality's Look, going man, in. Every record, we got to say something we haven't said before. 
and it's time to talk about the tyranny of normality. <laughs> but uh, what's normal, man? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny because like two albums after this one is when they go in their full Buck Cherry mode, <laughs> and every song's about like sex with porn stars. <laughs> <laughs> like it's yeah, it's so. I doubt there's any more tor- tyranny and normality songs in any future Papa Roach albums. Which, since we brought up Buck Cherry again, <laughs> they're getting a kind of a a trend on on TikTok now. But it's really funny because it's just people who are tailgating at Buck Cherry concerts, and it's a lot of like older looking women wearing those jeans with like the rhinestone crosses on the pockets on the butt and mm-hmm. stuff, and like the old. Uh, what's her name? Kate plus eight haircut. You know, that's real spiky in the back and the swoopy oh, bangs. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. it's just those kinds of women just like dancing and it's it's really funny. Let me tell you, everybody's got to find your place and maybe it's at Buck Cherry. <laughs> Hearing them do, I mean, does but do you think Buck Cherry plays Crazy Bitch twice? Do you think they do, you think they do like a Rick Springfield thing? They open with it and they close with it? I bet they open with it, close with it and they do um like a little melody in the middle that, that mm, winds it in. <laughs> that's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. Am I remembering right? Didn't they do an EP where every single song had the F word in the title? Wasn't that a thing they did? That oh, let's just on check. brand. <laughs> but, but yeah, let's just check. I feel like that's a real thing. Yes, I found it. It's called Fuck. <laughs> it came out August 19th, 2014. Every song on the EP has the word fuck in the titles, except for the bonus track, a cover of Aerosmith's songs, Mama Kin. Mama Kin! <laughs> of course. Uh, the song. Yep, it's. Somebody fucked with me. Mm. Say fuck it. An iconic pop cover with modified title and lyrics. Oh, they made it their own. <laughs> the motherfucker. Track four, I don't give a fuck. Track five, it's a fucking disaster. Track six, this fuck. <laughs> <laughs> to have been in the sequencing meeting for the fuck EP. They got them all up on the whiteboard. This is Casey Casey (laughs) counting down. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's amazing. Um, Also, I like that. So the Iconopop, when they basically, man, I feel like a man, Iconopops, I love it. (laughs) That's nuts. Thank you for this digression to Buck Cherry Lambs. Thank you, Ashley. Man, I feel like a man. (laughs) Man, man. Man, I feel like a man. Um... (laughs) Uh, believe it or not, we are on the last track of Papa Roach's Getting Away with Murder. Oh, I know. Well, we, listen, we've been having some bridges, some singing. I've been enjoying it myself. It's been a good I've time. Been, I've been liking it. Uh, Ashley, how are we closing it out? Do or die. a christian band (laughs) (laughs) they might be they might be it's something to consider
So I got to tell you, this song in 2004 sends you out on such an up that you are like, I might just have to hit repeat, start at the top. Tyranny and normality, don't even worry about it. Do or die takes you the fuck home. There's so much I love about this one. We'll get into a little bit. Ashley, do or die. Um, I thought I, I liked the song. It's very hopeful and like optimistic. So, you know, nice way to end the album when so much of it was talking about being broken and heartbroken mm-hmm. and all this stuff. Um, good end song, I thought. And it has a, another song that has another good bridge in it. So. Mm-hmm. Excellent bridge. Matt, how do you feel about do or die? I'm I'm feeling like the movie's over. The credits are rolling. We're feeling great. Mm-hmm. We enjoyed the time that we had. So um, I wrote my notes also that this song sounds like it could like crush a sports montage. Also, could get me to to pony up for some co uh, for some uh, some Powerade. <laughs> that, that's not what I thought. I thought you were about to say. <laughs> what did you say? I, was I thought say. you were going to say. But- <laughs> Phony up for some coke. Oh, oh okay. Coke Absolutely. This song. I know you're a big weed coke. guy, but I know you're a big coke guy too. Lauren's skiing the slopes skiing over here. The slopes. Uh, um, no, I could see this definitely doing the energy drink thing, or yeah, or you know what, doing a Patrick Bateman, getting getting some cocaine as well. Why mess with the energy drinks when you can go straight to coke? There it is. There it is. Get, um, get the real powder <laughs> excitement. <laughs> That's right. Um, and then so, wash it down with a Pepsi Blue. What are we talking? <laughs> I feel like if you did cocaine and then in a Pepsi Blue, your head would fall off your body. I feel like while really, your heart exploded out of your chest. chest, yeah. I feel like your dealer would be like, uh, "Don't take this with any Pepsi Blue." Like, I, like, I want uh, repeat because I care about you, man. Here's the thing: you will grind your teeth to nothing. <laughs> Um, so, uh, Ashley, you did mention the, there's a really good bridge on this one and it's the, I can't run, I can't hide anymore section, but also I have to talk about the very end of this song, which is very key. So they do this bridge twice. So Matt, if you want to go to 305, we'll get the last, I can't run, hide bridge into the end of the song that I truly, truly love. All right, here we go. The time is now, it's yours and mine. I can't run <laughs> that yeah that yeah is is such a perfect capper on this album of rockers that he's like we fucking did it we did it yeah this album's done gave the thumbs put up to how we be in the can put it in the can this is done it is weird that honestly this is an album that should not have a deluxe edition because you do i don't think you should have anything after that yeah Mm-mm. it's the perfect ending on the deluxe edition uh, I just want to mention this. You have two. You get three more songs. This is what's on streaming. You get "Harder Than a Coffin Nail," "Caught Dead," and "Take Me Live." Which, now that you're saying those, I did like listen to part of those songs, and I, they weren't anything to write home about. The "Take Me Live" a little rough. <laughs> yeah, I didn't listen to much of "Take Me Live." Uh, "Harder Than a Coffin Nail" is one of those things where I'm like, I think the reason this didn't make this the track listing is that it's actually not tight enough. All the rest of these songs are pretty tight. They get to it. Mm-hmm. And Harder Than a Coffin Nail, even though it's only like three and a half minutes, yeah, 328, it still takes too long to get going. Mm-hmm. Uh, in comparison, anyway. I'm sure somebody's going to listen to be like, this song is still pretty... In any event, uh, yeah, I think the original version of this album is the way to go. Um, Matt, 
Ashley, that's the album. And now Woo! it's the time. It's part of the show where we talk about canon talk. Talk about the canon. Ashley, you're our guest. Uh, we'll start with you. Um, I would say no, it doesn't really belong in the new metal canon, but in the Ashley playlist canon, it's going on a couple. So there that's you go. something. There you go. That is something. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I wrote in my notes that this is a rock solid get up and go album. Stood the test of time, 2004 to 2023. Stood up there. Is it new metal? Not really. Uh, it does deal with a number of new metal themes. Um, occasionally has some thick, chuggy uh, bass riffs. But uh, but nothing really new metal. We're, we're clearly in the in the hard rock uh, alternative metal area at this point for Papa Roach. Uh, so I, yeah, I would have nothing for the canon. Matt, full thing front to back new metal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely not. Uh, what well, a very fun listen. Cut the back, the back, like the final leg of this race. Little rough. Cut two of those tracks. Get it down to ten. This thing, oh, cooks. It cooks. It makes you. A, it makes you a delicious succulent meal. Matt, I you, enjoyed myself. Would you say this is your favorite Papa Roach album that you've heard? You know what? Maybe, maybe because I'm not. Uh, Infest is not a cover cover classic to me. I mean, it's it's good, but it's. I like this. I like this a lot. This is much more. I would find myself listening to this in 2004 way more and going to my friends like you know it's really good <laughs> yeah while wow, they looked at me like papa roach and i'm like no 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 wait it's really good <laughs> uh now the uh the next album after this one the paramore sessions was that were you on board for that one ashley um i don't remember it as well as this one i'm sure i l listened to some songs on it but i can't i don't have like a as many like memories or anything like I, I i don't i couldn't name a song off mm -hmm. of it i guess is what i'm saying this one was like really the one mm -hmm. but i'm sure i listened to some of it because i still listen to like papa roach after this just not as uh intensely mm -hmm. as this album i guess yeah i definitely i remember i was so hot on this one that when they announced paramore sessions which came out two years later and i was like take forever take forever jesus uh, but I was so very, long. I was very amped for it, and I remember picking it up. And the I haven't listened to it in years, but I remember at the time thinking that the front half of the album was like awesome. Like I was like, these boys are back. And then the second half, like from like track seven or eight on, it takes like a total shit. Like that's like my my memory of that album. And I distinctly remember there was a song on there that has this like whoa oh oh chorus or chant on it, and. Um, my buddy McCarty and I, who was also a big Papa Roach person at the time, we were like, "This song's great," and we played it for we played it for Rachel and McCarty's girlfriend, and they both were like, "You guys are fucking nuts! Turn this off!" They like hated it so much. They're like, "This is like the worst song you've ever played us," and they were like, "Who are?" I, remember, I think Rachel said something like, "Who are you? What is this?" <laughs> I was like, "Oh boy, Papa Roach haters over here." But yeah, but then after that, I had not. Um, yeah, I basically just yeah I stopped after that and didn't uh, didn't really listen to. It. I, I think I've listened to most of the Papa Roach albums at this point because of the show. I've just gone back and dipped in, but this was I'd say like the primary of my fandom. So um, Papa Roach, uh, getting away with murder, not in the canon, but it's a rock solid rocker, rock solid rocker, and um, yeah, in the car at the gym, 
doing chores around the, the house. In the clubs, in the street, yeah. out there banging the beat. In yeah. the vampire clubs. In the vampire clubs, absolutely. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Stay away from Lestat. He's going to make love to you on a roof. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that becomes be. the ceiling. That's right. Uh, well, that does bring us to the end of another episode of Roach Coach. Ashley, thank you once again for coming on the show. Thanks for having me again. Oh, absolutely. Super fun. Uh, any other albums from your past, if you think of, that might fit the, you know, let us know. We'd love to have you back again. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll brainstorm and let you know. All right, perfect. Uh, keep on saying hello to us online, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or Roach Coach on all of those. Send us an email, roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. And until next time, Matt, thank you. Lauren, thank you. Ashley, thank you. Bye. 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 Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somewhere beyond happiness inside.